Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I will not be in Indianapolis at the All-Star Game. And I'm kind of happy about that. But I probably shouldn't be because it's a, it's a fun event. It's a great town. And our guy Kurt Heelan, Pro Basketball Talk, NBC Sports, the... Mayor, not officially, but just like socially, culturally, of Long Beach. My buddy, Kurt Heelan, is there. Good morning, Mr. Mr. Heelan. You are, sources tell me, you are in Indy this very, very moment. I am in Indianapolis at this, this very moment. In a city, I, hey man, you got to say this for Indy, and you've been here. It, it handles these kind of events, man, right? Like, yes, Super Bowl, Final Four, now NBA All-Star, like, it's a city kind of designed like everything's walking distance. It's just yep. easy to navigate. It's great that way. Indy, not as not as convenient, but I think San Antonio's on that list. Obviously, yeah. Vegas is becoming, uh, and and Indy, no no shot at San Antonio has St. Elmo's, which is sort of a cliche, but it's amazing. Did you eat there last night? What was the go, what was the dinner night one in Indianapolis? Uh, unfortunately, nothing spectacular. I uh, okay. I got in late. I went to an event. I kind of had to find some later night food. And uh, got it. Oh, Bill, I asked a local, and it turned out the person I asked, who was very kind, he's a great guy, may not have been a gourmand. And so uh, got, I got it. I, I had food. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna make a joke about a restaurant, but but on the off chance that'll someday sponsor us, I will just say I feel you, um, Kurt Heelan. Let me run a conspiracy theory by you. That I don't necessarily think is true, but I want you to just—I want you to just assure me that it's not true. Okay, ready? Okay. Is it possible that Doc Rivers never left the employee of the Celtics, and what he's actually been doing all along is the long game, right? Took out the Sixers for a long time, right? Pretended in the Clippers. Ha ha. Who cares? And now he's taking out the Bucks and clearing the path for Boston. Oh, man, that, nope. that's funny. You, no, Thank I'm not you. buying it. I will say, though, okay, <laughs> so this comment was post-game last night where he's like, half our team was here, half our team was in Cabo. Is that not about the most Doc Rivers passive-aggressive, about-to-throw-my-team-under-the-bus comment ever? Like, it's, anybody yes. who's been around him with the Clippers, with, with all these other stops, he does this a lot. It's it, Man, I wouldn't wish this job on anyone. It's going to be so hard. Oh, half my players weren't here tonight, man. At some point, man, the buck has got to stop literally in this case for him. 
And it won't because he got a multi-year, you know, tens of millions of dollar contract. You, Kurt, we played it, and I, you know, 30 minutes ago, and I set the clip up with here is Doc Rivers blaming everybody. And as I'm listening to it, and look, I'm not, I think Doc is, is grossly overrated, and I don't think he should have the job. So right, wrong, that's my sort of perspective. And it's a reported perspective. It's not just me sitting in my house. You know this. Lots of people think Doc is a a, a bum. Lots of people think he's amazing. In our business, people tend to talk to the reporters who share, right? If you don't like Doc Rivers and you know me, then that's something we're going to talk about because I'm pretty public about that view. Could be right, could be wrong. But, man, Kurt Heelan, I am listening to that Doc clip you're you're referencing and all the things he's he's talking about. These two guys didn't know their assignment. These guys did this. Half the guys in Cabo. I'm listening, Kurt, and I'm thinking, yeah. Wish there were a head coach whose job is to navigate those things. Exactly. Yeah, he's been in fantastic positions. I look. I do not. I, I'm not going to completely subscribe to you on this. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. Great is up for debate. I think you know good coaches can win with enough talent, like he had in Boston. He's had talent everywhere. Um, whether he is the guy. Look, I think he already cleaned up their defense. Just. You know, he's done some things that were good. Their transition defense has gone from painful to watch to competent, right? And, like, they can be better on that end. I think there's things he's going to do that improve them. I don't really totally, like, the three and seven, especially last night, like, he's complaining about guys' heads being in Cabo. Dude, all week long. <laughs> like, it's just it's been some weird results. Guys are kind of checked out. It happens. Um, it does. It does happen, it, and, but, and not just not just with the Bucks. I mean, like every team. And so I'm not that stressed about it yet. But at some point, because I just think the offense will bounce back. But I don't know if he's the guy that ultimately gets can can get them over the hump. If he's really the difference between them beating in Boston and not. Because if it is, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about Boston. I mean, the reality for me, and again, it's my view. It could be wrong. I don't think it is, but it could be. I don't think he's a great coach or a good coach. I mean, I, I think these things are complicated. I think if to, to steal an NFL comparison, I think he's Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins. I think he is outstanding until he's not, but when he's not, I think it's very problematic, and there's in-game adjustment issues and, and, other, and other things. Um, who is outside of Boston? And maybe for you it's Milwaukee. It is for the betting markets. Who is or who are the real threats in the East, not named Boston, if either somebody shocks Boston and Boston goes down, or, and we've seen this, right, somebody gets hurt in Boston and the road becomes a lot easier than it feels right now in the Eastern Conference. Who, what team or teams are you buying as next up if it's not the Boston Celtics? I, I so want to buy Cleveland. I so I was in on them last year. They play great defense. They have the elite scorer. Um, they have good co- like I there's pretty much everything I like about them is there and then I think back to them just getting pushed around in the playoffs last year by New York and I'm like did they learn are they better did, have they have they taken the step forward from that and it's hard for me to jump on board until I see them make that step because that was so painful last year but I want to believe in them and all the, and then it's kind of the same with the Knicks I still think they're a player away I still think the biggest threat I mean I think it's the Bucks. I just I, at the end of the day, Milwaukee's Milwaukee has the talent. If they can just get it together, we'll see if they can get it together. But I think that they're still yeah, they've still got Giannis. They're still going to have Dame and clutch moments in the playoffs. Like they're not going to be an easy out. And I don't know. I, 
do you buy Miami? So it's in a, you and I are in a very similar spot because I also was all in on Cleveland last year and felt silly after that next series. I want to believe in the Cavs, but they're like the Timberwolves, right? Very similar to the Timberwolves, um, statistically in some other ways, I think. And and I don't I don't buy Minnesota, and that's probably a better basketball team in, in theory. And then yeah, there's Miami. Do I buy Miami? Here's my, my my thing on Miami. As you know, Curtion, uh, I I covered that team for a while and lived there. So I you know how that works. I I know a lot of people in that organization, and they didn't like me until LeBron left, and then they loved me because I was LeBron critic, right? So I talked to them a lot. And they have told Jaime Hawkins is going to be great. I roll my eyes. We're going to make a deep run in the playoffs last year. They told me that this time last year. Multiple people walk. I roll my I'm just done. They're smarter than I am. And so they still think that, that once you get to the playoffs, their secret sauce works. So I'll say yes to you. Like, I, I'm just, I'm done doubting them, even though I, in my, I don't believe it. But I'm done listening to my own interior, interior monologue on the Miami Heat until they, they are just awful. You know what, the thing is, they have, and it's, it's honestly a little bit where I am with the Clippers, which is, if Jimmy Butler's right in the playoffs, he is one of the five best, ten best players in the league. Like, when he, I know they try to, he tries to pretend to play off Jimmy Butler's not a thing. It's a thing. 100%. <laughs> absolutely a thing. But if he's there, it's kind of like with the Clippers. It's, hey, Harden maybe, Paul George, we'll see. If Kawhi's Toronto Kawhi, they got it, or close to it, they've got a shot. And that's kind of where I am. If Jimmy Butler comes around and is playing at that level, I, and they still got Bam in the paint, Boston's the only team I might not pick them over. Kurt Heelan, let me give you another crazy one. And this is me kind of doing a 180 here, because I, like everybody, or I guess I'll speak for myself, I can be a captive of the moment. And when the trade deadline rolls around, I can be looking at the Warriors and looking at the Lakers and saying some version of, and the Lakers didn't have really the means to do this, but the, the Warriors did. I can say, oh, you got to make some changes and be bold. Neither did. They're basically the same basketball teams. I mean, obviously, Dinwiddie going to the Lakers and the, I hate the buyout market is a big thing. I have come around to the to the reality that I will not be surprised, and it depends on matchups, and you got to get through the play-in as, it's cur- as it currently stands. You tell me the Warriors or the Lakers, right? I get one of those two teams. If I get both those teams and one of them make the conference finals, like last year, would not surprise me. I, I There is a ceiling there. Some of that's in-season tournament Lakers. Some of that's the Warriors in the past. I'm not going to pretend Clay Thompson's back after one night, but I, I think maybe those teams were more dangerous, potentially on the upside, than I thought a couple weeks ago. Are you willing to, to indulge in a similar level of potential optimism for the Lakers and or the Warriors? really hard for me to get there just because I don't I don't know that either of them can be that consistent and I, I probably buy the Lakers a little bit more a they did it last year B we've seen this year when they when they're all geared up and you know they're like they're playing the, when they played the Knicks a few weeks ago everything's clicking LeBron's playing defense you're like man that's a good team <laughs> that team could really rise up so I I kind of get there but at the end of the day I still think there is a gap Denver and healthy Clippers, I feel like you have to caveat them. Um, there's Denver, there's healthy Clippers, and then it's a step back to everyone else. And I just think maybe the doors swing open for them and, and they get an easy pass through and get in. But all things being equal, I just I have a hard time seeing those teams stringing 8 out of 12 good games together type of thing. Kurt Hillen, allow me to do my favorite Mark Twain 
quote, which is uh, there are lies, there are damn lies, and then there are statistics. I love it. You can manipulate any number, right? Or to quote The Wire, many, many decades later, you can, you can juke the numbers. When AD and LeBron play together, they're basically a 47-win basketball team, which would have been third or fourth in the West last year. That's just, I'm just going to, I'm going to mark Twain it. I'm going to use numbers that are probably lies, but it's true, but doesn't tell the whole story, to just kind of prop up my weird sense of support for the Lakers. Um, full, full disclosure, Kurt Heelan, I know this is wrong. I know that uh, the good folks in the NBA League office don't wouldn't love it. I can't stand the All-Star game. It's part of the reason I'm not there. Some of that is having to have covered celebrity games, and with Justin Bieber, I did crossovers that everyone let him go by, and he thought it was real. I don't know why it broke something inside me, having to cover that, like pretend that Justin Bieber scored there, but it did. But I'm kind of excited how the skills challenge is, 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 is teams this year, and I'm trying to get a little more optimistic in general. What is your view on the All-Star game, just as a successful showcase or not, for the league? First off, Saturday is way better than Sunday. It, it has been for years now. Um, the All-Star game itself is its a showcase. It's an international showcase. I get what's going on, why it's such a big deal. It's hard to watch. I just it, It's just not pleasant for me. Um, the skills, like you said, the three-point shot contest is, is generally the best thing of the week weekend for me. Like, I love the three-point contest. I'm looking – forward to the Steph Ionescu like shootout I am the dunk contest hits and misses but it's always it's always fun to watch like it is just so much better and that's by the way I think that's why it's at Lucas Oil Stadium it's in the football stadium and then hey Sunday we'll put it back in a basketball stadium it's just the all-star game like I so I mean I'm out here because I can there's some interviews and some stuff I want to do but the more and more people I know Bill and you, you probably did this they booked their flight home Sunday morning. Yeah, I can be home. I can be home and watch this game from my house, and I so, get as much out of the All Star game itself as I would here. I almost did that. I must be doing it wrong because I I find the All Star game from a reporting perspective, right? What you and I need to do so over inundated, and frankly, summer league sometimes that I prefer the the draft combine in May. I like I I, I, I save my bullets for that. The, the the summer league has gotten that way. It didn't used to be, and now I find myself trying to figure out a way to get to Utah or Sacramento's summer league, depending on who's where. Like what? Yeah, smart. What? Who got drafted where? Because it's this that feels. I'll date myself with this, but you'll get it. That feels like the summer league at the pyramid. That feels like old school. You're just you talk to more scouts in the first ten minutes you're there than you will see through all of summer. Or not see through all of summer league. It's just yeah. Send anybody there. Talk to. Yeah, you can't talk to him. Yeah. All right, uh, last question, last question for you. Uh, at this stage of things, do you think LeBron James is a Laker next season? Yes. I did. But how about, would, how about would, two seasons from now? Yeah, I think he's there. I think it's – but it, I would put it at more like 70% um, than 100. I still think ultimately they go out and get somebody. The most likely, they might draft Bronny, um, and then, I mean, depending on what happens with their pick this year, but they might draft Bronny and then go out hard this summer and try to land, I don't know, let's use somebody we're pretty sure is available. Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Mitchell, I'm really curious to see what he does. I think so much depends on their playoff run. 
right. whether he signs an extension or not. But Trey Young, I think, is absolutely going to be – I don't think it's a secret. He's absolutely available. Um, man, if you're the Lakers, you've got to take that gamble. You've got to win now. Whatever fit questions I might have, whatever concerns I might have about Trey Young's traffic cone defense – Right. Yeah. I got to take. I got to take that risk. I've got to do it because I've got uh, how many? Uh, like we keep saying this, but eventually LeBron James will slow down, right? Like eventually, he can still yes. gear it up for a little bit, but eventually this isn't going to work. And so their window is small. They've got to do something crazy this summer. So I think that's what happens. But if it doesn't come together, Le- LeBron is a bit of a nomad. So like I don't think he wants to leave his family. I don't think he wants to leave the Lakers. I don't. He's not moving his kids again. I don't think so, but we'll see. He's always been a mystery, right? That's the thing I come back to. Yeah. All of his destinations surprise most people, but that doesn't mean he'll surprise again. Kurt Hillen, thanks for making time. I hope you can get to St. Elmo, Elmo's. Enjoy the Riverwalk. The Riverwalk. The Skywalk. God, I'm all over the place. Enjoy the Skywalk system. Thank you for being here. As always, pal, uh, it's great. And one of these days we'll get an actual beer in the city we live in rather than the cities we don't when we see each other. Yeah, well, thank you. I, text me some restaurant recommendations. You said St. Elmo's. I, I thought about that when it was too late last night. But, um, if you got anything else, I will take it. So. I actually don't, but I'll, do, I'll, I'll ask around. I know some people who live there. All right. Take care, my right. man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.